you for joining me on this journey and welcome to episode 91 of Remembering Our Way Home. This week, our featured guest is beloved daughter, granddaughter, mother, wife, doula, energy healer, Reiki master, and priestess, Moranike Ranechim Tayemba. As a native of Virginia, Mama Ranechim discusses the importance of engaging in a divine exchange with her ancestors and rejoices in the guidance, healing, and blessings that unfold as a result. Welcome to Remembering Our Way Home, a weekly podcast to inspire, enlighten, and empower listeners via personal testimonies, discussions, and interviews with featured individuals who have embraced the transformational and ancient practice of ancestral veneration. Thank you for joining me this afternoon on Remembering Our Way Home. Tell me, what comes to mind or what do you think about when you hear the word ancestor? I think about um, beloved spirits that have walked the earth but that are now in the spiritual realm providing us with support and guidance. So tell me, how did you first become aware of the idea of your ancestors? Or what was your very first encounter with them? Well, I think the first time I recognized or the first time I heard about giving ancestral recognition was... Mm, about 30 years ago, and um, it put words to something that I had already been doing but didn't know, you know, that I was doing it Um, because I I always had this, from, from a very small person, always felt connected to something that wasn't present. And I remember talking to my mother about things I felt, things I saw, and he would say things like, oh, that reminds me of your great-grandma, or that that sounds like something, you know, you but you don't know them, you know, <laughs> like, so it was like yeah. I was constantly in communication with them, but not knowing to be in communication with them. And then when I... um Later on, when I found, uh, I'm going to say when I got awakened, because reborn, I was living in Atlanta, Georgia at the time, and I was looking for a church home, and I um, stumbled upon the Shrine of the Black Madonna, and I studied with them for, for over a year, and that was when I first heard about giving some homage to our ancestors. And then when I um, started studying with the Syracuse Society, uh, we actually did an ancestral 
It's called Shepsu. That's what the in the series set. That's what we call the ancestors. So we did a Shep's ritual to the ancestors, and that was the first time when I felt them and felt their presence, felt how abundant <laughs> they are still with us. And so that would that was those are some of my first early memories of recognizing my ancestors. So. How has developing a relationship with your ancestors guided you on your life journey? Um, Sitting down and making a conscious decision to quiet myself and asking, you know, uh, about what I should do and then being quiet enough to hear guidance and then developing a relationship with my specific spirit guides, as well as people in my direct bloodline, um, really has enhanced my life immensely. Even my journey to move to where I am now came from my ancestors. It wasn't a thought that I had. They told me, go here. <laughs> so I was like, okay, there? Why there? Okay, no, no, no why, no nothing? Just there? Okay. All right, well, this is where we're going. <laughs> so, and I'm, I feel it was such such a blessing to, to, be humble and follow in that way. Um, taught me a lot about myself. Uh, it was, a, I think it was the very first time where I was just like blindly following something that one of my ancestors said to me, and so um, and trusting that they had my back. And just being able to have that uh, and to have the successes and the lessons that I've learned from this journey um, because it's been beautiful. Uh, During some really difficult times in my life, I remember an ancestor coming to me in my dreams and protecting my whole house, like scattering my house with this blue, beautiful blue powder and he had a bow and arrow, and he said, I'm here to protect you. And so just knowing that they're there has just made such a big difference in my life. Yes, I understand. So tell me, what are some of the blessings, magic, and miracles you've witnessed in your life as a result of developing this relationship with your ancestors? Um, Similar to what I just (laughs) was describing, when I was working on deciding on where to to move next, and they told me where to move to. And my husband also had the humility to say, okay, if that's the guidance that they are giving us, then that's where we're going to go. And that really um, changed my life. You know, I learned so much in that, just that humble moment of, coming to an area that was directed to me by my ancestors, you know, just to come here and also receive some of the knowledge and experiences of this area, uh, some of the ancestral, um, the energy in the soil of um, where I live. I live in Savannah, Georgia. And I had never been to Savannah, Georgia, and my ancestors said, "Go to Savannah, Georgia," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, just 
just that experience um, and the the journey that we've had by being in this space um, just taught me so much. And then another incident of my ancestors just um, guiding me, um, just uh, my my father when he passed away, uh, just giving me direction still from the other side on how to handle situations, how to um, speak in certain environments, um, what to say, what not to say, just being very present as if he was still on the physical plane. Um, And he was my counselor in so many ways when he was on the physical plane. So it, it was very, it has always been just amazing for me to still receive that guidance and counsel, even though he's not physically present anymore. And you mentioned the the energy of Savannah. It makes me think about those cities I feel so very connected to. They're, I think I call them port cities or, or I know because mm-hmm. I feel like they have, I, I feel like the ancestral porter, you know, because mm-hmm. they're by the water, you know, and yep. the whole energy of the port and portals and just, Mm-hmm. Exactly. It was the same thing when I was in um, Cleveland, Ohio. That's a mm-hmm. big vortex and open, open uh, portal there as well, because that's where a lot of our ancestors went before they were able to be free when they crossed over the Lake Erie. And mm-hmm. putting my feet in that water used to just put me in a space of knowing, feeling, experiencing all that they went through. You know, tell me so. about that real quick. You said Lake Erie. Um, is that where where they would go to Canada, or where would they be trying mm-hmm. to go? Or okay, go to Canada. Okay. Yeah. So Lake Erie is um, the lake that connects U.S. and Canada. So they oh. share the okay. border. Yep. Cleveland yep. is as far north as you can go in Ohio. <laughs> before gotcha. you, if you cross over that, once you hit that water, it's right on the coast. Gotcha. He was right on the coast, and I went from one coast of the country to the next coast of the country, all the way down. So, um, and then I grew up in Virginia on the coast. I'm just a coastal person. I said, I'm just yes. going to be by the water. <laughs> when I lived in Atlanta, which I know I had to go there, spirit drew me there. But then when it was yes. time to go, I knew it was time to go. Um, because I started longing for the water. Like there's water. no coast in Atlanta. I know. I you can get some lakes, you know, yeah. but even that is not even. Yeah. And I know it's really powerful because, um, you know, um, Mother Tassili always talks about that, about the um, about the Atlantis, you know, and about the mm-hmm. the, um, the, um, the the crystals, the those Whetstone Mountain and those three three yes. mountains, which it are like is a very powerful place. Yes, I, it really that's is. That's another. You know, I think this was before I even knew what an ancestor, in a sense of that they mm-hmm. could guide me, was. Um, I had no words for it, even though I had yes. it happen. But when I went to visit Atlanta, I mm-hmm. heard it clearly. You need to live here, and I was like, 
okay. And I fell in love. Mm-hmm. Like I was walking around and I was like, I love it here. I don't, yeah. I don't and I was, I was drawn from, yep. from yep. where I was living in Virginia to go to Atlanta. And it was, I call Atlanta mm-hmm. my second birthplace because of the fact really? that I found, um, I found African spirituality. I found something that, something that I have been feeling or sensing most of my life, like I was always a little odd to the rest of my family. Like I wore head wraps, <laughs> and they're like, "Why you got that on your head?" I was like, "I don't know, <laughs> I just like it." And then, up until the age of eight, I called my sister Dada, mm. and I I could say her name, but when I was really little, I guess I couldn't say her name. But then I called her Dada. And I called her Dada, like I said, up until I was about eight years old. Mm-hmm. And just in the last five years, you know, my mom was, yeah, my mom was alive because I told her about it. Um, yeah, in the last five years, I was looking up some names because I'm a doula. And I was looking up an African name for sister or doula or something like that. And in Ghanaian or Twi, um, the word Dada means sister. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, I called That's my so sister funny. Dada for eight years. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's like, why did you call her that? So wow. I feel like I was, a, you know, I was guided to find this way of life. Like it was, it was orchestrated that I needed to do this. And um, I feel... It's a completeness that I have because of it. This recognizing my ancestors completes me. It helps me to understand a lot of things. And I'm so grateful. I just gratitude. So thankful for them. As I sit here looking at my mama's picture, I'm just so grateful. Just so grateful. Because if it was not for them, there would be no us. Mm-hmm. There would yeah. be no us. Definitely. And we have to. We have to acknowledge them, give thanks to them, and 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 give them honor because they our blood that runs through our veins ran through their veins. It's it runs through our children's veins and it continues. They live through us, but they can only experience life continuously by us recognizing them and remembering them. Every time you think about someone that has passed on, you are giving them issue or life or, or uh, life force. You're giving them the opportunity to experience life again. Yeah, definitely. My husband and I have an ancestor shrine that is um, a depiction of both of our families. <laughs> and so... Every time we move, we before we move into a house, we always look and say, okay, where are we going to put the ancestors? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, uh, we have, when we moved into this space this last year, we created a, um, we always had like a poster of all their pictures. And this time we made it into more like a family tree picture where we put all of um we definitely lined them up by age, and then we um, we have them 
on the poster with decorations around it and as well as on the the actual is the mantle above the fireplace. So on that mantle, we have items that belong to our ancestors, things that they gave us. Um, like I have my dad's um, mason ring and his notary stamp. Um, I have I have a, a separate a whole separate altar for my mom with jewelry on it and scarves and um, just things that her her favorite perfume. Um, candles, and we have some of my grandmother's uh, my grandmother's handkerchief and his grandmother's necklace. We have crystals, uh, water, a plate for food. Just, yeah, um, a space to be able to, to greet them when we wake up in the morning and say goodnight when we go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I just always say that it's about learning how to have a spiritual relationship with your loved ones, you know, once they um, move out of those those shells, you know, move out of those bodies. Right. You know, it's like you just have to um, learn how to have this spiritual relationship now. And so, yeah, so that's what the shrine for And, you know, for about. anyone listening, it doesn't have to be elaborate. It could be as big or small as you want it to be, but the goal is to be able to make the connection. Yeah, absolutely. And tell me, um, what kind of special things do you do um, for them daily, weekly, or monthly? I guess you told me um, that, you know, you put food down, but anything else that you think you might want to share? Um, I give order to them daily. I speak to them daily. Um I do meditations sometimes specifically to speak with my ancestors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, there are a couple of other special things that I've learned over the years to do as far as certain offerings to give at certain times. Mm-hmm. Um, when I teach classes, I go into more detail, but it's just so important that you figure out in your spirit what is the best way for you to honor your ancestors and to give them the respect. Yeah, definitely. And so um, do you notice a difference in your family dynamics and or your relationships as a result of venerating your ancestors? Do you notice positive things happening in your family because of this, um, because of the work that you do with your ancestors, either with your, 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 um, your husband, your children, your extended family members, you know, what kind of things do you notice? I have noticed um, that my ancestors give me, when I go to speak with them, they give me comfort and support and sometimes words of wisdom to be able to share Mm -hmm. with my family members that can help to rectify situations, um, solve conflicts, and Mm -hmm. bring more peace and harmony um, into my household. And it's not a one-and-done kind of done thing because sometimes if you have uh, major issues or things that are going on in your family, Mm -hmm. then you may need constant ritual or constant connection in order to get that guidance. And yeah. um, that's 
one of the things that I think is so magical is that they're always there. <laughs> they don't go anywhere. It's yeah. it's up for us to make the connection, and when we do, there's a blessing, you know. Yeah. Can you think of anything that has just kind of blown you away as it relates to your family? Like, wow, I've never seen them do this, and oh, my gosh, this must be the ancestors. Like, do you see anything like that happening in your family? Um, When my children were younger, okay. yes, I used to okay. remember seeing them do things that I knew were the ancestors. Like, okay. um, like. Mm-hmm doing things around the house <laughs> that would be like, oh, my God, that's what my grandma used to do. Or mm-hmm. um, or even doing something that's really old from, from like, a ritual, you know, like seeing them do yeah. a ritual, like squat down, put something somewhere, and move yeah. things around, and they're babies, and you're like, yeah, okay, that's the answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as anything like phenomenal, I could say just our existence of being able to live and work through certain um, programming experiences mm-hmm. in life of being in America <laughs> and being able to is still being able to sustain and move forward. Um, I know that that has been because of the relationship with the ancestors, as well as our own ability to um, elevate ourselves too, because it's not, it's not a one, one way street. Mm -hmm. It's an exchange. And so, you have to have that exchange in order for you to get any type of results. And yeah. um, and so by having that exchange consistently, I've been able to survive through a lot of things, you know, mm-hmm. and, and be able to be on the other side of it um, and speak to, I know that it was, you know, the guidance of the ancestors along with, my own humility to follow and have that exchange. So, um, yeah, I've seen healings take place. I've seen my grandmother, um, we, you know, she was diagnosed before she passed away. She was diagnosed with colon cancer. And the ancestors gave my husband a recipe for some um, moisturizer that we currently, you know, make and sell. And when my grandmother was diagnosed with colon cancer, we had just started the business. It was not even, you know, he had just started making the product. And um, along with our prayers, our energy, applying that, I call it, ancestral gift of that concoction that he made um, as well as changing some things in her environment. My grandmother that they were diagnosed with colon cancer said she had six months to live 
end up living three years after that, and they kicked her out of hospice because she was cancer-free. So, you know, I know that things can be not, can look one way, but when you start doing things and just following what spirit guides you to do, can turn out to look a whole different way. Do you have a special film, book, or a song that, that makes you think about your ancestors or when you think about it, you think about your ancestors? Um, book or song? Yeah, or it could be a film. film. Is that what you said? Yeah, it could be a film, book, or a song, or all three, you know. What comes to mind first when you think about your ancestors? Well, the song that all comes to mind the most now, my mom transitioned in, in December 2020. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she used to sing Amazing Grace for almost anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it didn't even matter what was going on. It, oh, wow. it could be the baby. The baby was crying, so she would start singing Amazing Grace. <laughs> Wow. Or or she would sing Amazing Grace, you know, uh, when my grandmother was dark, seeming like she was frustrated and upset about something, my mom would just break out in Amazing Grace. And she had like a whole remix version of Amazing Grace that I had never heard that I think she made up herself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> remix I was like, I don't think I, I never heard that version, Mom. Remix. Where you get that part from? <laughs> hey. So every time I hear that song, I think about my mother. I just, mm-hmm. it just, yeah, it makes me think about her. Um, and then there's ancestor songs that we sing. Um, there's one specifically from a series set that uh, the Chef Seuss, um chant that's beautiful. And um, that always puts me, like, in a wonderful space mm-hmm. um, to just feel and sense them. Um, so, yeah, those those are some of the first things that come to mind. Um, when I think about my own direct ancestors and then when I think about the the vast amount of ancestors that I've had the pleasure of coming in contact with over the years. Did you ever have any fears or doubts about ancestral veneration? And if so, how did you overcome them and move forward in your practice? The very first time I saw ancestors, like I told you when I was a little girl, I used to feel sense and all these different things. But I didn't see a lot of figures. Um, I was doing a meditation, singing and dancing in my bedroom. It was about 10 o'clock at night. And my bedroom door was cracked. And so I looked out and there was all these beautiful black people in white in the living room off my bedroom. <laughs> I'm just like, who are all these people? <laughs> and um, every time I tell the story, I say, 
sounds a little, you know, wacky, but I did. I saw, like, all these people. And at that particular time, I wasn't ready to to invite all those people into my space. I had mm-hmm. to give myself a moment. and um, But that was my very first encounter with that many ancestors, and they all came. And then the second time they came, I invited them into my space and was able to hear all the stories, advice, experiences um, that they wanted to share with me. And it was very um, moving uh, and amazing. Did they look like regular people that were just there, or did it just appear as like silhouettes? Mm-hmm. It was. They were. They were kind of translucent. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I could see them. That was my first experience with. Wow. You know, I was ritualizing by myself, meditating, just enjoying spirit, and spirit felt great. You know, it just. I was on my own spiritual high, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it felt really wonderful. And then that's when I I looked and I saw all these beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people. And, um, oh, wow. Mm. And as I think about that memory, it almost reminds me of when I went to Africa and we were doing a, um, oh, my goodness. What was it called? It starts with a D. We did them all the time. I was there for three weeks, and I don't know how many we went to. Oh, well, I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's a festival for the ancestors. Because when I went, it's kind of like the Adai, but it's not the Adai. But when I went, we were celebrating um, uh, for Mama. My brain is just foggy right now. Why can't I think of anybody's name right now? We were celebrating the queen mother that had gotten the golden stool, and she fought the war. What can I think of her name? Oh, my goodness. That's bothering me that I can't remember her name right now. But anyway, I had that experience before I went to Africa. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in Africa, <laughs> I looked out, and it looked like that. People were in white. And they were beautiful black people, and they were dancing and moving about. And um, and so when the second time that I had that experience that I was open to it, um, you know, I just, I think I spoke to someone between the first and the second time to answer your question. I spoke to one of my um, spiritual guides and, teach, and teachers. And yeah. she said, she said to me, relax. They want to provide you with information. So uh-huh. just breathe and allow them to come through. And so I did. And yeah. from that point on, I've been so elated with the fact that I can sense, hear, and feel, and see them. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. smell them. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever get a whiff of your ancestors? It's pretty amazing. I have. I have. I've had. Yeah. 
I think it was like, yeah, I I have. I think it was more so like my mom's maybe like a cigarette mm-hmm. smell. Yeah, mm-hmm. that or yeah, or or her clothes. Like if I'm at, yeah. if I'm in her room, um, cause yeah, if I'm in her room, um, just it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it, so. Yeah. Yeah. When my mother passed away, I had a dream about her, and she came and she hugged me, and I felt like every curve, every bump, every bone in her body, and I feel I could feel it like it was so real, and so I was talking to my niece about it, and my niece said, "I haven't had a dream about her, but she'll walk." She said, I smell her. She's like, I'll walk into a room, and I, I smell grandma. And yeah. I was like, I know, right? And she's like, and I know she, you know, she's not here. Yeah. Her perfume's not here, but I yeah. smell her. And yeah. um, that, to me, is just that yeah. the fact that if we allow ourselves to yeah. take away all of the programming that we have mm-hmm. about spiritual stuff, you know, mm-hmm. the fears, because, you know, television and all that has made us scared of everything, oh, yeah. uh, spiritual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, yeah. we, if we let that go, we can really sense and feel our ancestors even more. Absolutely. And so, um, right now, you said um, you had that first experience with, you know, seeing all these beautiful black people in white. So are you saying that when you went to Africa and had that experience, did you did you kind of think back to yourself like wow this is what I saw? Uh huh. Yes. It all connected. Like yeah, yeah. yeah there was this connection. Like oh, so that's yeah. what that was. You know, like uh-huh. because uh-huh. when it happened to me, I was like, oh wait a minute, I don't know all these people, and I don't. Right. I was, it, was wow. all, it was all new to me. I'm like. Um, I don't know what just happened. I opened up something. I'm not sure. Uh, And so I called my spiritual teacher, and I asked her about it. And she said, oh, those are the ancestors. They're coming to talk to you. And you just have to breathe. You have to relax and see what they want to tell you. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And so um, I'm just so grateful that they – and these weren't – I don't think these were all in my bloodline, but I was someone that they felt they could talk to. Yeah. And, and so they came to talk to me. So, Ryan, why is developing a relationship with your ancestors important? It's important for a variety of reasons. One, um, it's very grounding for us. I think being able to have that connection with your ancestors helps you to connect with things that are um, that came before you and so gives you some roots, you know, um, so it's grounding. And then uh, the other is, is because it elevates us. It can take us to um, not being so conditioned to are present and what's just happening to us, but to understand that there is the ability for us to move beyond some of these physical experiences and to um, embrace 
the growth and development that spirit can have. What would you say to inspire or encourage others who are interested in cultivating a spiritual relationship with their ancestors? Start where it feels most comfortable for you to start and be willing to grow that relationship just like any other relationship that you have. As a native of Virginia, Mama Murinike Ranechem Tayimba, a holistic doula and lactation consultant, is on a life journey to cultivate peace, love, and harmony while existing in this lifetime. This week's scripted wisdom is in reflection of our guest, Moranike Ranechem Tayimba, and in honor of her path. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. It was grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved how precious did that grace appear the hour i first believed through many dangers toils and snares i have already come this grace that brought me safe thus far and grace will lead me home when we've been here ten thousand years Bright, shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see.